to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and I'm here on a overcast day, very warm, bit muggy, with the delightful Paul. How are you, Paul? <laughs> Hello, Warren. Thank you. I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? How's your week? Uh, my week's been very good, thank you. It's a half-term week for our school here, so the children are off school. Um, I spent the beginning of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday sort of time, um, out canoeing, actually. We went down the River Wye. Uh, went camping with my son and some friends, and that was really good, very enjoyable. Um, they had an experience I don't think they'll forget. They used the um, a water filter and drank some of the river water. Not a very good idea. So, um, But the whole canoeing experience was fantastic. If you've never done it, highly recommend it. It's really, really worthwhile. It's great. It's, it's a different perspective. And, and this is about life, isn't it, really? It's like when you look at things differently from a different perspective, things look differently. When you're going down a river and you look at the banks, you see the banks on the inside. You see both banks in the skyline and stuff. It is really, really, really beautiful. So um, highly recommend that to anyone who is considering a break in the UK, um, either do it one or two nights. So you can, I suppose you could spend quite a period of time going from the top of the wine all the way down. But uh, yeah, it's very nice. But that's not the highlight. Tonight, we're off to see Michael Bublé. So can't wait for that. That'll be good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, going to go there and see the, the big man sing his socks off on the stage. That'd be good. But that's not what you come online to listen to, is it? So uh, what, what, can we, what can we do today, Paul? Well, today, I mean, unbelievably, at least to me and I'm sure many others, we are a day away from June. And that's, that's kind of end of June, halfway through the year. And, and time is flying by. And let's face it, time always flies by. Life is very busy. And I wanted to have a bit of a catch up today. I know some people, January is a great time for, for putting new things in place and, and finances is often one of those with New Year's resolutions, etc. And I know on your money plan, you have kind of a, a, a 12 month um, initial plan and then breaking that down further into quarters to make things more manageable. That's right. And I just wanted to talk about if someone had started in January Kind of where you'd like them to be up to about now um and and what's coming up kind of six months almost through the year yeah 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 so i guess if you if you if you start in january you got the book over christmas you start in january congratulations well done fantastic um if you didn't or if you bought the book and haven't started it or if you read it and then put it down and thought oh that was a nice read and forgot about it and actually haven't implemented anything first of all don't beat yourself up you know Life is busy, things get in the way, um, I completely understand that. But what's important is, if you want to make a change to your finances, if you want to make a change to your finances now or in the future, now's the right time to do it. You've got to step up and make some decisions. And if you're unhappy the way things are panning out at the moment, then you need to do something differently. If you're happy the way things are panning out and you're just listening in to top up your knowledge and just stay abreast of things, then hey, I congratulate you, 10 out of 10, keep up the great work. But for most of the listeners, from the messages and the feedback I get, it's you want some kind of guidance, you want some kind of path, some kind of plan that says, okay, what do I need to do today in order to make sure that, for most of you, it's either to make sure I can retire, uh, pay off my debt, or put my kids through university and schooling. Um, so we've got some kind of strategy there. So really, where you should be is, Step one for everyone. Let's just make sure we've done step one. What is your outcome? What do you want? You know, let's say it's one of those examples. Let's say it's retirement. What does retirement look like for you? Now, every morning I wake up and in front of my, uh, when I clean my teeth, first thing I do, jump out of bed, go to the toilet, clean my teeth. In front of me in the mirror, 
I've got my compelling vision. I've got my one, three, five, and 10-year goals, outcomes, whatever you might want to use the word. It's really things that I'm working towards. And what that does, I'm a human being, just like everyone else, and we go off track. You know, life gets busy. We'll have holidays. Friends will stay over. The routine isn't quite there and things stick on. And we go off on track. Or sorry, go off the track. Um, so it's important we bring things back on track. And one of the things that this compelling vision does, it just says, why am I doing this? And I read through it every morning. It's so, so big. It's almost like a story type thing. Um, and then I've got my one-year goal, my three-year, my five-year, ten-year. And that really keeps me focused in the morning of thinking, okay, yeah, am I doing things? And I look through them and I think, yeah, I'm working towards those things. Then I come to one, I think, actually, I could probably put a bit more effort in them. Um, in my outcomes, um, and I don't touch on this in the book because it's going to come into the Money Plan University, the course, are broke down into what we call peak goals. Um, personal goals that are personal to me, my family, that kind of thing. Economic goals, so financial goals, business-related ones. Achievement goals, so adventure um, outcomes, going to do things, that kind of thing. And then contribution goals, giving back to others. Because if we're always in it for ourselves, we're going to live a very unfulfilled life. So it's very important that we look to contribute. And, and the beauty of life really comes when you can help others achieve things that they want to do. So that started with a question that you said, you know, where should people be? We've always got to bring it back to step one and say, okay, what's our outcome? Why am I even listening to this crazy guy on this YouTube or podcast, <laughs> wherever you're listening to him, rant on every week about different things? What's my outcome? What do I want? Do I want to earn more money? Do I want to retire at a certain age? Do I want to put my kid through school? And then go one step further and say, what's your intention behind that? Why do you want that? So if you want a Ferrari car or you want a big detached house, why? What does that give you? Because the actual innate object itself will not give you fulfillment, but it's the reason why behind it. Is it Simon Sinek wrote the book, Why? Um, there's a great YouTube video on it, if you haven't read the book. But it's so true. That's what motivates us. It's the compelling reason behind it that we're really interested in. So set your goals, but right next to them, what's your why? Why are you doing this? Why do you want that? Why do you want to achieve that? I want to lose three stone in weight, for example. Why? What, why do you want to lose that weight? Just because you can? You know, it might be, I want a million pounds. Why do you want a million pounds? What does the million pounds give you? Is it financial security? Is it be able to help your children, your family? Is it so you can go traveling? They're the things that will excite you, not the million pounds, not losing the weight. You know, if it's to give you confidence, if it's so you have more vibrant health, so you can be around longer for your grandchildren, that's really what you got to get to. So that rant started with, where should we be? You should be writing your compelling vision. You should be writing out your goals and you should be writing your why behind each goal. So you've got some kind of substance. So um, it works. Yeah, okay, I like that. So what about those, those listeners and viewers out there who are, who are ahead of the curve? They started the year and, and unlike most of us, they thought, this is my resolution and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to do something about it. And they've listened to you and they've, they've set their, their outcomes. They know what they want long term. They've set some smaller steps on the way to get there. Where, right. where should they be to, to kind of measure okay. themselves? then um, we need to then start looking at financial organization. Now, again, 
This is for people who are financially disorganized. If you have a system that works for you, there are just certain areas that are, are not working, then that's fine. Don't try and change it. But if, you, if your banking tends to be a bit haphazardous, if you always tend to carry balances over on your credit cards, if you um, tend to have more month left over at the end of being paid, you know, so you're going without things for a period of time, then the bank account system is a fantastic step. And probably, it's hard to judge, so I don't record the actual feedback, but probably the one I get the most thanks for and the one that made the biggest difference. So the bank account system, very briefly, is have one account for all your bills. We try to automate every single payment you have. I know that's not realistic in reality, but we try to automate every single payment you have. And we go through all those payments from your bills. You have one account, all your bills come out of it. And we ask ourselves, do we need this? Do we want this? Could we get a similar experience for less? And this is really the only overlap with money saving. Okay, so all those websites out there, all those gurus talking about money saving tips, that kind of thing. This is probably the biggest overlap that we do. And it's the only part of the money plan that does it. We go through and we want to get each individual payment down to as low as possible because we need a surplus at the end. The first payment on that list should be from ourselves to ourselves. And that's where it should be about 12.5% of your income. We use 12.5% because it's the first working hour of a day. If that is not possible on day one, start somewhere. It's like my, if my goal is to run a marathon and I can't run a marathon, I don't just don't run. I go and run 100 yards. I go and run you know, two miles, three miles, and then build it up over time. But if I never run, I'm never going to run the marathon. So it's important that we start somewhere. Your target marathon is 12.5%. Now, some people go further than that, and they start doing triathlons and doing much endurance races, and they save much more. But some people can't achieve the marathon yet. So they start on 5%, 1%. Just save something, okay? And then start building up. But what we need to do is we need to build a buffer in there so everything is as lean as possible. Um, and then we start using the um, WAM. So we get a weekly payment from our bills account into a separate account. And that's our weekly allowance. And that's the money that pays for the variable spending. So we've got all the payments coming out, gas, electric, mortgage, or rent, or whatever you might have. You have a weekly payment, not a monthly payment, but a weekly payment paid on a Wednesday into a separate account. And that's our WAM. And that's what we spend all our variable spending on. Anything that is variable, fuel, coffees, haircuts, clothes, travel, that kind of thing. It must fit in our weekly wham. And it, when the weekly wham is gone, it's gone. We wait until the following Wednesday till we get paid again, and then we start the process again. Okay, so that system there um, has helped so many people just get control of their money and get organized. Um, so that's the first thing that I'd probably say to do once you've got your goals and stuff started. Um, and then we can look at children. You know, look at the children's pocket money strategy. Uh, that's a big one because although we love our children immensely, if we gave them everything they wanted, they wouldn't appreciate money. So we're building up a problem for them in the future. But also, we would be broke ourselves. So having some kind of system or strategy in place, and I outline one in the book and the stuff on the website, it just make sure that there's a regular payment and then you're teaching them about money as well, helping them to be financially in control of money rather than allow money to control you. And if you're not good with money, you're not allowing that those habits to be inherited by your children and you're making this a, a spiral event going down the generations.
I think that's important, isn't it? It doesn't matter if you, as a as the as the parent in that scenario, if you're not great with money, you know what? That doesn't mean you still can't impart valuable lessons to your kids from a from a pretty early age. Yeah, no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, no, definitely. So you know, it's it's the financial organisation side of things, going through your bills, making sure that you're paying as least possible on the bills, uh, making sure you're cutting your interest rates where you can cancelling any subscriptions that you don't feel valuable and making sure that there's some money left over every month um, so that you can make sure you can save and invest this money. If you're not, you really need to cut your budget back leaner or increase cash inflows at the top end. What other activities can you do? Can you do extra hours of work? Can you do overtime? Can you get a second job? Can you do a side hustle, start selling stuff online? There's so much available to us today in this day and age of technology that we can do these additional things. Really, they're the kind of things we need to be doing. And remember, it's not always forever. When you do these activities, it's not necessarily you're going to do them forever. But what you're going to do, you're going to do for a period of time to get yourself in a position financially that you no longer have to do them. Okay. And just talking about earning extra money there, because um, the, the the subject of Bitcoins come up in my world again this week. And okay. yeah. it seems to be going back up again. And so... Suddenly everyone, as, as we saw last year, very publicly across the media, everyone starts being scared of missing out on this thing going up and up and up. And it's easy money, right? I mean, come on, Warren, I can put some money in here. This is it's easy cash. It's, what, it, what's your thought? It, you hit the null head, isn't it? It's the FOMO, the fear of missing out. It's, you know, we want to make sure that we're not the ones left. I swear this comes back to being at school and there was like, to the most popular kids at the front by the teacher picks and I said, right now pick your team. And you just didn't want to be the last couple of kids being there. <laughs> and, you know, we just want to be part of the crowd. We want to be part of the group, the psychology of it. Hey, look, it's, it's plain and simple. Bitcoins are not bad. Okay. They are not terrible. However, they're also not an investment. Okay. So if you are investing, if you're looking at your 12 and a half cent, you do not use something like a Bitcoin. A Bitcoin would be on par with using your um, bookie app or your horse racing app or something. You know, it is, it is a commodity. It is not an investment. When you're investing, you invest in property, real estate, or you invest in the stock market, pretty much, or in companies, once you're able to get that sort of stage. That's all, you know, that's all there is. Real estate, property, stock market, companies, same thing. That's all there is. You don't want to be going and investing your money in Bitcoins. Bitcoins are a commodity. A commodity basically moves on supply and demand. Gold is a commodity. It is not an investment. Oil is a commodity. It is not an investment. Investments produce profits. The profits are then paid to the owners, i.e. the investor. That is a definition of an investment. Anything that produces a profit that is paid to the owner and therefore, that is the reward for investing the money. When I buy Bitcoin, I've never bought Bitcoin. I got close, but I never bought Bitcoin. When I, if you were to buy Bitcoin, the movement of the Bitcoin price is purely down to buyers and sellers. Supply, demand, greed, and fear. When you buy Bitcoin and the Bitcoin price starts rallying up, when do you sell? When do you get out? You know, it, it's just logic, sitting back, reflecting logically on it. You can say, oh, when I double my money, when I get 20%, da, 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 
I will exit. When you're caught up in the thick of the emotion of it, it's much different. It's like before you start, before you start on your first beer, you can say, I'm not going to have any snacks. I'm going to have two beers. I'm going to be good. Once you open that first beer or your gin and tonic or wine, goes to the second one and you'll have a couple of nibbles, goes to the third one, your inhibitions, you get caught up in the emotion of the whole thing. So the best thing to do is just look, don't get involved with it, don't do it, unless you want to have fun and you're doing it out of your wham. It's play money and it's something you want to do for fun, but it's not an investment advice. Is that, is that okay? Is that kind of clear it up? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's, it's an interesting analogy with the with the investment side of things as well. Sure. Anyway, sorry, I took us a little bit off track. No, so no, just no, it's, it's the questions we get as well. So um, yeah, if it's come up in your world, it's the important thing to cover. It's um, you know, so yeah, I, I think you know, once we've got our all our financial organisation sorted out, then we look at the house of wealth. So we've gone to step three, and we start saying, okay, if you started in January, really by this time you should have your thousand pounds saved up. Um, you know, a thousand pounds in six months, pretty much most people I think listening could do it, could achieve. Um, if you're not quite there yet, Hey, don't beat yourself up. Just refocus. Say, okay, right. I'd like to get this sorted out before the end of the year. What would need to happen? Let's get a thousand pounds saved up. Um, your will. Hey, come on guys, let's get it done. Let's get your will sorted. And also your power of attorneys. Um, there's plenty of information on the website for that. You can message me and stuff, but I'm um, just getting those three essential foundations in place. Um, will put you head and shoulders really above the masses and make you feel that you're doing the right thing and you, you really are. Um, so you're getting things sorted. I think that's important, that, that feeling. I know we, we talk about the psychology of money quite often, but again, psychologically, if you've done these things, if you've got an emergency reserve of cash, if you've sorted out your will, if you've got a power of attorney, if you're then on your way to either paying down your debts or looking at investments in the future, all of that, and whether you've done it through these videos or this is the first one you've ever you've ever seen or listened to, you should be feeling pretty good about that because you've you've taken really positive steps to, yeah. to take control of your money. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. It's it's just being um, sensible. Sensible is not a great word, is it? Because we all want fun. <laughs> but it's being wise. It's being um, smart. It's being clever uh, with your money. Um, it's just saying, look, I, I know. Uh, what I want, step one. My, I know I'm not overpaying on things and I've got an allowance of money that I spend every week. And do you know what? I can spend that on whatever I want. I can just go and blow it on Bitcoins or I can just take my family out and enjoy meals and in parks and things like that. Um, I've got my thousand pounds saved up. I've got my will. I've got my power of attorney. I'm doing okay. And do you know what? I'm also saving 12.5% of my income. I'm saving the first working hour of a day I'm putting that into investments, not into commodities or speculation. Um, and those things over time are going to grow in value and it's going to allow me to uh, retire and finish work. So. All right, fantastic. Well, I think that's a pretty good wrap-up for the, the, first, the first half of the year or so. Hey, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think, hey, look, you know, I worked out there's 30 weeks left of the year, guys. Um, if you started this year with some wishes... Let's make them concrete. Let's make them goals. Let's put some deadlines on them. Um, let's make sure we track and manage and improve what we're doing. So we, once we track it, we can manage it, we can improve it. Let's make sure we move towards achieving what we set out the year to do. Um, and, you know, in 30 weeks, that's a long period of time. You can make a big difference in your finances in 30 weeks. You really, really can. Um, and don't think you've got to have all your debt paid off and have a million pounds saved up to feel fulfilled. 
the process of achieving this, being organized, having a pension in place. Some people just don't have a pension in place. Having a pension in place, having a will and a power of will make you feel good. Um, same with fitness and health. 30 weeks is a long period of time. You can turn things around in that period of time. You just need the right plan to follow. So um, hope, hope you've enjoyed today. Thank you so much, Paul. You enjoyed yeah, the rest thanks, of the Thank you. All right. And um, uh, today, I think, is the last day for the bundle. So maybe when you're listening to this, it might be cut off. But we've had a phenomenal response, much bigger than I thought. We've actually had more um, CDs produced. If you'd like a copy of the Money Plan Bundle to celebrate the anniversary, um, please put the order in. If the order's closed, message me. And why don't we say um, a special code of today's date? What's today? 31st? Yeah. 31st of May, put, put, say, hey, look, I listened to your podcast 31st of May. Um, I'd like to um, make sure that we uh, get the special bundle and uh, we'll make sure we get sent out to you. Thank you so much for watching and listening and I'll see you next week. Take care, guys. Bye.